Well, good morning, everyone. If this is your first time here, welcome to New Life. I'm Erin Mayauke, and I'm New Life's Reach Director, and I'm just so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad that all of you are here today. We are on part three of our four-week series called The Four Loves, and in the first week, Pastor Alex explained Eros love, which is the romantic physical love, and he explained how God's perfect plan for that love is for it to be expressed between a husband and a wife. And he also did such an excellent job of showing us the biblical truth about Eros. Because like most things, what the, what the Bible teaches is radically different from what culture tells us about it. And then last week, Pastor Kristen, she walked us through storge love, which is the family love. And she painted such a clear picture of how we're members of God's family and how we can love others the way that God loves us. And we also saw that how we love our own children is just a taste of how God loves us. And both pastors Alex and Kristen mentioned that Eros and Storge, while they're not mentioned by name in the Bible, there are plenty of examples of both in the Bible. And today we're discussing a love that is found by name in the Bible, and it's called phileo. Now phileo, it's brotherly love. It's a love, it compels us to be generous and affectionate with one another, that we seek to make the other person happy. And outside of our spouses or our families, these friendships are our closest relationships. And comparing Eros to phileo, C.S. Lewis wrote, Eros will have naked bodies, friendship, naked personalities. Now, it's a pretty vulnerable thing to be naked in front of someone, whether physically or emotionally. But by being emotionally naked with someone, it requires such an immense amount of trust and connection. But when we're able to present ourselves that way with someone, Deep bonds are forged, and we're able to show that person a side of us that maybe even our own relatives haven't seen. And this leads us to today's take-home point, which is that a true friend can be better than a brother. A true friend can be better than a brother. A blood brother is a special thing, but our families, they're given to us. We're born into or adopted into them, and sometimes we might not get along with them. And sometimes DNA or a last name, it's the only thing we share with them. But a true friend is a brother or a sister of the heart, not the blood. And they're special because they're chosen. And one of the best examples of this phileo love is between David and King Saul's son Jonathan in the Old Testament. But before we read their story, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you that we get to be together this day. Father, I thank you that we get to come and hear your word. And Father, I thank you that we get to hear of your great love for us and how in seeking to be like you, Father, we can love one another the way that you've intended us to. And Father, I know that each of us here you already knew that we were coming and you already have a word planned for each of us, Lord. So help us to open our hearts to just 
make room for your word to nestle into them, Lord, so that we can leave this place transformed and ready to go out into the world to love others the way that you've intended us to, Father. And we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Now, the Bible kind of gives us a Reader's Digest version of this. It's short and to the point. We don't see how they got to know one another, how their friendship developed, but what is clear is that a bond existed between these two men. And later, when King Saul planned to have David killed, Jonathan protected his friend. He spoke on behalf of David to King Saul, and he let David know what his father was planning, and he saved David's life. And then a time came again when King Saul plotted against David again. And once more, Jonathan risked everything to save his friend's life. And after he saved David's life again, we read this. So Jonathan made a solemn pact with David, saying, May the Lord destroy all your enemies. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again. For Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. At last, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. And then David left and Jonathan returned to the town. Do you have friends like this in your life? Are you this kind of friend to the people in your life? There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is the kind of love we're talking about here, not the surface level, superficial, fair weather friend acquaintance stuff. More than once we read that Jonathan loved David as he loves himself. That's an important relationship because for most of us, we kind of love ourselves the most. And so to love someone how we love ourselves, that's huge. Phileo love is important because love is important. Numerous times throughout God's word, we are instructed to love one another. I mean, it's, it's kind of how this Christian life works. God loves us, and so we love others. And while that love is agape, which Pastor Chris is going to talk about next weekend, phileo love is the closest love to that that we can get in our human natures. And God, he doesn't intend for us to go through this life alone. He wants us to have people in our lives. When God created Eve for Adam, he did it because he said it wasn't good for man to be alone. We're meant to be in community. And some of us might be lone wolves and we prefer to keep people out. And I get it, I do, because sometimes people have hurt us or disappointed us enough times, and if we can keep people out, then we don't get hurt, right? But the more we try to keep people out, the more God is gonna keep pushing people in. Because in friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. 
a secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, ye have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. Friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. I love that, that it's his instrument to reveal the beauties of others. God puts people in our lives because he loves them and he loves us and he knows that we need one another. Believers need to be with other believers. And if you're here today and you're not yet a believer, you need to get some believers into your life because we are called to hold one another accountable. We are called to encourage and influence and convict, if necessary, one another. And when we do this, we become the best possible versions of ourselves and we become more like Jesus. Because as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And when we can invest in one another like this, we get to experience the fullness of God's love by giving and receiving it. But this fullness, it demands full access to one another. We can't be putting up walls. And if you have those walls, you need to open a window and let some people peek into your soul. Because to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, it's a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us. The fear of being known and not loved, it's what keeps so many of us from experiencing this phileo love, which ultimately, for those of us following Jesus, this would lead us to give and receive agape. But we can't grow closer to Jesus and be more like him when we're not loving like him. And as with so many things, Jesus has given us the example. When he walked on this earth, he had friends, and he loved his friends, and they loved him, and because of those deep bonds that he formed with his friends, Jesus encouraged them, he influenced them, and he rebuked them if necessary. And this is what we do with our friends and kind, and you can do this with phileo love, whether you're a believer or not, but there is a difference between our believing friends and our unbelieving friends. Our believing friends will help us stay so fixed on the heavenly things. And our unbelieving friends sometimes help us stay fixed to this world and the things of it. But when writing the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul instructed us to do these things. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. 
You're not that important. Thank you, Paul, for putting us in our place. But we need friends like that because sometimes we need to be called out on our stuff. And that's what good friends do for one another. Because in this life, sometimes it is going to be difficult to stay on that right path. There's a reason why the path to life is narrow and the path to destruction is wide. And praise God, he gives us people who nudge us or shove us if needed onto that right path. But if you have people in your life who instead of keeping you on the path, keep knocking you off of it, you need to set some boundaries with them. And I know that's not gonna be easy and it's gonna be uncomfortable because if these are people you consider friends, they don't wanna hurt our friends, right? But guys, we are called to be set apart. We have to look different from this world, even when it's the people we care about. And in doing so, you get to be the light that guides your friends onto the right path. And if you feel like you don't have anyone in your life that you can have this close friendship with or someone who's going to keep you on the right path, you know, you've come to the right place today. Because here at New Life, we're a family, an earthly one and an eternal one. And we love you. And it is our desire to see you grow, to become more like Jesus and to share him with others. And by serving on our teams or joining a small group or even just mingling with people in between the services, there are so many opportunities for you to meet like-minded people that you can connect with and maybe even form some of these deep bonds. Friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art, like the universe itself, for God did not need to create. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. We don't just survive in this life when we have true friends. We thrive because these special people, they tend to the, the garden of our lives. They help water it. They help us pull out the weeds and often, they leave our garden looking so much better than it was when they first saw it. A true friend is a precious gift from God. And just like the universe, God didn't need to create friendship, but he did because God desires to be in relationship with us and we who are created in his image have his desires on our hearts. And in addition to experiencing phileo with one another, we can experience it with God too. But in order to experience phileo love with God, we must first fear him. And to fear him means to stand in awe of him, to glorify him, and to trust him wholeheartedly. To fear God doesn't mean that we're afraid of him and, and that we don't fear what he's going to do with us. To fear God means that we are terrified of what we will do without him. To imagine a life without God is unimaginable to us. And Jesus said this about being his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because the master doesn't confide in his slaves. 
Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. We aren't automatically Jesus' friends when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. In fact, there's a lot of people who are Christians that don't have a friendship with Jesus. Because I don't know if you caught it, there was a conditional word in that scripture. He said, if, if you do what I command, you will be my friend. And he says that once we're friends with him, we will bear fruit. And some of the most important fruit we will ever bear in our lives is the phileo love that we can share with people. When we can see the flaws and the failures in others and still love them, we're loving like Jesus. And even more than that, we get to grow closer in our relationship with him and we become more like him. And when this happens, we can begin to love everyone with agape love. And agape love is God's love. It is completely sacrificial and it is given whether it's deserved or not. And when we are friends with Jesus, when we are loving like him, we can even love our enemies. Now we can't exactly phileo love our enemies because I don't know about you, but I'm not getting emotionally naked with somebody I don't like. So, but when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have that power to agape love our enemies. We're able to love these people even if they're undeserving of it. And sometimes by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit in us, over time, we can have phileo love with people we might not have been crazy about. That is the power of agape. That is the power of God's love. And because of the Holy Spirit within us, we have this power to love within us. And so let's use it wisely. Let's take the people that God has placed in our lives and let's love them well. Let's love them fully and unconditionally. And even more than that, let's let them love us fully and unconditionally. And if we can give and receive this phileo love, then we can live out today's next step, which is I will be a true friend to the people God has placed in my life this week. Now to be a true friend, a true friend, we need Jesus. Because without him in our lives, our phileo love it has the potential to become conditional. Because, you know, everything is just fine and dandy when we're happy with what people are saying and doing and, and they're making us feel good, but as soon as that's not the case, what happens then? We're humans, we're, we're fickle, and most of the time we are all about ourselves and when it doesn't benefit us, we're not interested. But when Jesus is Lord of our lives, our phileo, our storge, and even our eros is rooted in agape love. And then when we have that, whether or not someone makes us feel good, we can and we do still love them. And it's how we can love like Jesus, giving the grace and agape love of God to everyone, whether they deserve it or not. And Jesus 
showed us the ultimate agape love when he died on the cross for us. He showed the depth of his grace and his mercy when he took our sins upon him on the cross. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you haven't experienced this amazing love yet. And if you want to experience this phileo love with God, if you want to experience this agape love, you can today. And if you already have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but once you took that step, you stopped walking, today's the day to recommit. Today's the day to realize that you can be transformed. And here at New Life, we say it's as simple as ABC. A means we admit. We admit that we're sinners, that we haven't been living or loving well. And we need Jesus to save us from ourselves, to show us how to be better versions of ourselves. And B means we believe. We believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the son of God, that he walked on this earth, that he was friends with people, he loved people, and then that he died on the cross for us, and that he rose again on the third day, just as he said he would, because that's who Jesus is. And he tells us he's going to do something. He's going to do it. We can trust him. And C means we confess. We confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we commit to following him by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is so important because we need the Holy Spirit within us. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. And with the Holy Spirit in us, that's when we can begin to love people the way God loves us. But you need to know this. When you say these words, if it's not backed up by action, if you're not living a life that is transformed, then it's just words. I mean, has anyone ever told you that they love you or that they'll take care of you and they didn't back it up by action? It was just empty words. They were just paying lip service to you. So if you're going to pray this, mean it with all of your heart. Live it with all of your heart. And if you're ready to do that, if you're ready to just give him the keys to everything, pray this with me now. I'm going to pray as if I'm you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I haven't been living or loving well, Lord, that I've probably loved myself the most. And Father, I need Jesus. And Father, I believe that you sent him here for me. I believe because of your great love for me and for everyone, you sent your only son to die on that cross in my place and that you raised him up from the dead, Lord. And Father, I confess to everyone that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I commit to following him today and every day and Father, please fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live like you and that I can love like you, being a light to this world. And Father, I thank you for this great love and I thank you that you just come alongside us as we try to walk this life, Lord. And I love you and I praise you in Jesus' name, amen.